You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Uh, turn the music up inside my session. These folks gotta hear my message. Bringing balanced black radio to the masses. Alright everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to a brand new session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox radio broadcast, bringing the balance back to black radio since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, podcast app, and more. You can check out what's going on with us at FuseboxRadio.com, www.fuseboxradio.com, our social media, the vast majority of it ends with slash Fusebox Radio, so you can go and check us out. Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth and so on. This is DJ Fusion. I'm giving y'all a special episode of the show this week that is based off of the audio from this year's DC PodFest diversity panel, Not All Podcatchers Are White. I moderated the panel and we had the two awesome co-hosts of the Black Unconscious podcast be a part of the mix this year. So y'all definitely go on ahead and check them out. We got their website link in our show notes and all of that good stuff. And of course, thanks as always to the folks over at DC PodFest for having us. You can check out their programming for this year and beyond at their official website, dcpodfest.com. And we're going to go ahead and keep it moving here. This is the DC PodFest panel. Not all podcasters are white 2018. That was held in the spaces building over in arlington va so sit back relax and enjoy all right peace hey everybody so we are back again this morning has been powerful i know i walked away with some amazing content i bet you have too so uh we're not done yet after this wonderful panel we're gonna have lunch and we can kind of catch our breath and come back for some more good stuff so this is the <laughs> diversity panel. Not all podcasters are white, thank goodness. No offense, men intended at all. Um, so we have Mary Nichols. She's going to moderate. She is here to my right, to your left. She is the founder of the Fusebox Radio broadcast. She is also known as DJ Fusion. She is a DJ. And she recently did some music supervision for an audio drama called Jupiter's Saloon. So she's got a lot going on. She's amazing. Then we have on the far end Raquel Martin. She is a child therapist. She is also a twin, and she says that her older sister came out first, beat her by a minute, and doesn't let her forget it, of course. <laughs> and then last but not least is Dr. Justin Hopkins. He is also a clinical psychologist, and his uh, recent little quirky fact is that he has a small addiction to pad thai. He says he just can't get enough of pad thai. Which, Which I get you. I totally get you on that. All right, so take it away. Let's give them a hand as they get started, everybody. Well, definitely thank you for the dope intro and for being back here for DC PodFest. We're blessed to have this be the fourth year in a row folks are doing this diversity panel. And um, it's definitely cool to have that acknowledged because even now with the growth of podcasting, sometimes people just are like, oh my God, you know, not to be stereotypical, but everybody's not, you know, a white guy or a white woman, everything is not um, serial or some other type of particular <laughs> podcast. So we're definitely glad to be out here to show that there are multiple facets of people expressing themselves within this particular independent media space. And on that level, let's um, just start off with the first question. What had y'all decide to go ahead and start off y'all's podcast? Um, oh, okay. 
ladies first. Okay, so we, we decided to start because I work um, in mental health, child and adolescent mental health. I also do work with groups and families. Um, and a lot of the work I do can be like a psychoeducation piece, just kind of just letting um, parents know what's normal regarding anxiety and depression in children. And a lot of that can kind of help parents just to start off with. So I felt like a lot of parents had a complaint that they didn't um, think many clinicians were approachable because they didn't look like them. And I was just like, I totally get that because there aren't that many of us. Justin's actually like a unicorn. There are like no black male uh, psychologists out there. Like it took me forever to find them. So um, I thought it would be helpful if we could just reach out to people in a way that's on their level, just audio and break down the iron curtain of like, clinicians look like you, like we'll talk like you and you know, we can still help and there are educated individuals who can help you. Absolutely. I think similarly, um, you know, Raquel actually came up with this idea. And, yeah, so Raquel actually had uh, the idea for the podcast, and she literally just tracked me down, just kind of cold Google me. Textbook X stalker stuff, just like deep web, just finding like, she, finding people. <laughs> she just found me. I had LinkedIn messages that I hadn't seen, and a yeah. voicemail, and what she wanted to do is... Um, she wanted to have a podcast about mental health that featured uh, a man of color and a woman of color, and that's not something that is out there on many on many other platforms. And so um, I was absolutely down with the project. And for me, uh, there's a lot of stigma around mental health. We're in a moment in today's society where that stigma is declining. But if you have a mind, you do have mental health, and if you don't tend to your mental health, then you will have to tend to mental illness. And so it was really important for, for us to like get our voices out there. There's a lot of misinformation out there about mental health. There are a lot of people who are kind of coming into the movement of mental health and are um, really passionate about it. But also we wanted to show our faces as well and to kind of diversify the topic and to, to speak to our individual communities and other communities of color and all people who are interested in mental health just to kind of show that if Again, if you are a human and you are living and you are breathing, then mental health is an important topic for you. And so we just wanted to do more to kind of reach other communities, to, to normalize the topic, to, to show our face and say, hey, uh, we're fairly normal people, uh, we practice mental health, we're approachable, and there are certain topics that we can speak to because of our education to give people insight over the airwaves when they're not going to make it into our consulting rooms. Yeah, and there's a balance too because we also didn't want anything that was too stuffy. I listen to some podcasts and I know I want to learn stuff every day, but like we can also like take it down and not just chill. So I also, um, well, like we, you always get an education piece, but you also get like just conversational. Just like one episode is about relationships, the other episode is like what is what is going on with Kanye West. Like it's just it's just a balance because it's really intense. Like we deal with trauma every single day. It's, it's, there's plenty of research that just being a minority, just being in the otherness aspect is stressful. So we wanted to talk about mental health, but we also wanted to just be approachable because I think a lot of times you don't go to clinicians because you think they're just gonna be like boring. Um, they're not gonna understand you. Weird, weird like really long-winded, and we're long-winded anyway. But like we can also make it a balance and then there's like laughs in the episode too you're not it's just not like gonna bring you down it's not trauma every episode like you can just you can chill out and talk about mental health and laugh at the fact that like uh, i just just had a bit of a breakdown i kind of need to need to chill out and have some self-care because it's realistic like at one point you could have your mental health could be amazing on monday by saturday like you starting to see sounds like you it just that's what happens so we like to make it more approachable to understand that like everyone struggles with mental health we talk about like our stuff sometimes too but that was something I definitely like when I sat down and I checked out the podcast. I'm just there like sometimes you'll see certain topics. You almost kind of do your own stereotyping. 
which, you know, I think is a big thing in terms of when people look at adversity. Even at times, people look at adversity as more of a surface thing than that there's actually different opinions, trains of thought, and so forth. So, y'all having that aspect with, and as podcasters, um, announce what y'all's podcast name is. So sure. Oh, know. yeah. So, it's called The Black Unconscious. And um, Add that on, guys. the un is, <laughs> is in parentheses, so it speaks to both the conscious and the unconscious mind. So every human being has a conscious, things that we know that we know about ourselves, and we have an unconscious, which is much faster that dictates our behaviors, our desires, our feelings on a daily basis, moment to moment, and those are things that we don't even know. Yeah. So the biggest metaphor, um, uh, illustrative metaphor for this is when you see an iceberg, right? The, the tip of the iceberg isn't what sunk the Titanic. It was that huge mass underneath the water. That huge mass underneath is our unconscious. And so the type of therapy um, that we both practice, Raquel, we, we practice different forms of therapy. Yeah, I'm more problem oriented. Symptom focus, right, yeah, symptom right. focus. I'm really just trying to get y'all to chill, stop like cussing out your parents. Like, can we just be a nice person? And you cope better. Yeah, the cope better. Symptom reduction, yeah, sure. Yeah. And I, I, I do more of like long-term personality and character change. And so, um, the the way that we came up with this, uh, the name of it was to talk about how basically there's so many things that we don't know about ourselves and getting to understand ourselves better, making what is unconscious more conscious, you have more options for your decision making, you're more informed about your own emotions and your thoughts, and so you go into certain situations in your life with just more access to who you are. And, and it allows you to make better decisions, you have more autonomy at your disposal, and so it's all about living a more fulfilling life. And so we speak to both conscious and unconscious aspects of mental health throughout our podcast while also talking about things that are in mainstream culture. And so that's, that's one of the things that I think is unique about what we try to create. We both give you the education, but we also relate, uh, we also apply it to like mainstream things like Raquel had mentioned, uh, talking about Kanye West and his mental illness. That's so and, and kind of trying to, to just um, educate and, and try to take away some of the uh, misinformation about what he's going through and how he presents himself. And, you know, when I listen to y'all's podcast, because I can listen to the academic dry stuff, yeah. and there's times that's cool, and there's times you're like, okay, yeah, right, I'm right. kind of over it. So being able to see that you could contribute that voice along with all the things people would assume that you would, you would like at best want to have in terms of like the degrees and so forth, was um, definitely awesome. I know on um, my end, I started my show because I came up during the hot 97 hip hop era when I was yeah, in college. Sure. And I was like, I'm tired of this. This music is dry. These opinions are dry. <laughs> so, you know, I started doing my show then and just evolved it more and more instead of just talking about regular things in general as well as serious stuff yeah. along yeah. with music. And with that, I think one of the things that has been great about podcasting and just getting multiple voices out there is that you can be the person that you are and that you'll actually have people who if they're not necessarily going to listen to you in the real world quote unquote they'll listen to you <laughs> via their phones or mp3s or whatever else now we were talking earlier before this podcast and y'all are relatively recent in the podcast yeah. space and um, with that and you know you touched briefly on why you decided to get involved with doing podcasting like, what has your experience been in regards to how people have been reacting to your podcast within the community and from outside communities? Because I think stuff like that is important in terms of how you get that um, feedback and as well as how you deal with it. Because podcasting in itself can sometimes give you its own stresses, much less what people from the outside would do. Mm -hmm. yeah. I 
think we've gotten a really good um, reception with our podcast, especially since we have a pretty good balance. Like um, I do, I work with children, adolescents, and families. Justin works with adults um, and um, and couples. So when you kind of get the every single aspect of therapy that you can get, um, we're also like we have different perspectives on stuff. Being a male and a female, our relationship episode brought out a lot of those perspectives uh, regarding like breakups and stuff like that. And um, it's also the fact that we can have a discourse and. Um, talk about it from just like the normal person level and then also the educated level. Like sometimes I'll be like, all right, so what's the Dr. Hopkins, at, at, uh, you know, what's the Dr. Hopkins answer? But like also what's the Justin answer? Like what's, what's your answer just as a black man, not all educated, been in school forever? Like how would you answer this question? So we can kind of break it down. And you don't have to disagree um, and kind of like argue and stuff like that. Like we just understand we embrace each other's perspectives. We're both educated, Justin. And we both went to HBCUs too. HBCUs and PWIs, so we also have that perspective of coming out that amazing bubble of HBCU, going to a primarily white institution, still being in the field of psychology and being educated, but still being like, oh no, that was definitely a microaggression, like right there, in the middle of class, around all my educated professionals, like it's just, we're able to balance it. So a lot of people like that it's easy to break down, a lot of people like that they learn new facts about mental health, about resources. We also talk about the resources available for like children and for family therapy. Um, and we also uh, plug in other podcasts that are amazing to talk about things that you can listen to. Like if you like listening to us, we listen to these other ones too. Yeah, I think I think our feedback has been pretty good. Um, we've been uh, really appreciating it and surprised at how many people have reached out to us. There is not a week that goes by where we have someone uh, shooting us a DM just asking about maybe a resource or if they could uh, get some sort of opinion on something related to mental health. I think, I think for me and Raquel, I think uh, you, you would probably agree to some extent as well that I think it's all, we, you can't talk about mental health from a person of color's perspective without also talking about race and oppression and systems of power. Mm -hmm. Especially just, now. You can't, there's no way to do it, right? So our first episode was, uh, our first episode of season two was about um, how the freedoms of black people are often restricted uh, because white people are often uncomfortable or people in power because it's not just it's people in power as, as, as a whole right and right. that's not always just white people right there's like blackness is threatening in, in, in other words like it's perceived as threatening so we talk about that and how like what how, how the psychology of a person of color in some ways does develop um, with the with being conscious of the fact that there are other people who have power that you don't have that are looking at you and judging you a particular way. We have episodes where we've talked about um, oppression and depression 101, how feeling oppressed leads to depression. And so those topics are not gonna be for everybody, right? Like not everyone is gonna hear that and say like, you know, I really enjoy this. This is this is for me, I like this. And so that is a line that you, that um, I think we, I, I won't say that we tow, we cross, and we cross it with, with an intentionality knowing that there are people that need to get our message that otherwise would not if we were not saying it. So I'm, I, I work for Georgetown Law, but I also have my own private practice. And so for me, it's, it is a business decision to make to talk about the kind of things that I talk about, knowing that not everyone is gonna enjoy it, or people might take it the wrong way. You know, and we're, we're trained to, I, I like to say that we are literally trained to love everybody, right? Our, <laughs> I heard that. Oh, in, in session, we're, we're trained to be receptive in session and like not judge people. 
all about love. Love is such a strong word. How about trained to understand it? Yeah, we're trained to understand. That's, that's probably a better way to put it, right? But yeah. if you understand someone, I do believe that you can empathize to a degree where you where you have some sort of positive affection for them. Mm -hmm. Like if you, As if, a you person. Really, if you really understand where someone's coming from, you know, and I've worked with people who have views uh, that are not in my favor. If, if you know what I mean, I've worked with people, and it doesn't impede the work, it just kind of opens up the work. And so, even though like we are trained to understand everyone and to empathize with just about any walk of life, we do realize that not everyone is going to appreciate the kind of message that we share, the kind of things that we, that we dive into. And that is something that we're mindful of. But so far, our feedback has been good. We've had people engage us. We have people of all walks of life ask, like, how should they deal with, um, with people of other ethnicities and color, some, some tips for like how do you um, how do you better relate to otherness, and so that's those kind of dialogues we really like. Okay, because I know with myself, um, it's been a twenty year broadcasting journey for me, so I had to kind of get that is amazing to that point. It's it's good and it's frightening at the same time. I had my mom like you could have had a grandbaby by now, so I didn't. Oh my god! It always escalates with parents so quickly. Like always, like it's not that good. They're like you've been married to your podcast. When can you go on these networking events and get a man? I'm like, no, God, let me just walk away. But I think y'all brought up some really good aspects through your podcast experience that could be applied with diversity in podcasting in general, right? Because you're all gonna get time, you're gonna get pushback from people. Like you'll have people who be there like, this is great, this is cool, and you have some people just there like, let me tell you why everything you're doing is wrong, and this, that, and the third. And I think, you know, you guys almost have like, literally, you guys literally have the job where you're like, okay, I have to be able to absorb this feedback and try to process it and um, push things back out. Because let's face it, we're in a world where everybody is not going to agree with you. You know, things aren't going to be on the level. That can include people who are within your own communities. Yeah. Since I know with myself and um, my podcast that I do, sometimes we get people very upset with some of the things we talk about because I also have a male co-host. So we'll have relationship talks we'll have, and we'll have people yelling at us on both sides. Where they're like, they'll yell, yell at him for being too soft. They'll yell at me for either being to understanding the dude's opinion or just like a female or whatever it's just they're like all right and which you say which means i'm amazing because females are also <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you always that's have how you, like, that's how you reframe that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you always have like certain things with that and i think for people sometimes they look at diversity in terms of like that means that their voices aren't going to be heard mm -hmm. or that people want to try to push away their voice like and I think this is cool because, again, y'all literally have professional experience, and I think this could help out all of our podcasters here. Like, what are some of the best ways you guys think that people can deal with, like, that type of pushback and feedback while at the same time being encouraged to still continue doing their podcast and, you know, keeping their voices and stuff out there? Because I'm of the opinion that podcasting is literally one of the few media forms left that we can all express ourselves. And there will be people who will come towards you, and you're going to deal with, you know, disagreement and conflict. Like, I have very strong political opinions and stuff on my particular side, but I want to have other people have theirs heard too, because we can't get into a dialogue of any constructive sort until we actually know where somebody stands. And when we're in the age of Trump, and I'm not going to get too political, I can run on that all day. Um, there's a lot of people who don't seem like they want to hear voices at all that have any nuance to them, that have any type of multifaceted viewpoints to them. Like, in other words, just with the stress of podcasting that happens regularly, much less from feedback from other folks, like, 
How would you tell folks to like be like, okay, you know, just keep on keeping on. Here's some ways to kind of, you know, calm down, de-escalate yourself at the same token, still doing what you need to do as an independent media creator. Yeah, thank you. So I, I think, uh, well, this is kind of like speaking from uh, my personal perspective. I think it's just really, really, really important that you are clear on, and you, you're confident in your convictions about your messaging and what it is that you believe. Not, and not so clear and confident that you are a brick wall and not taking any feedback, right? You don't want to be a complete sponge, but you also don't want to be a, a, like a brick wall and just not listen to other voices and hear some feedback because we all can grow, we all can learn. There are all things that we can do a little bit better. But I, I think it's important to be able to discern like when is it noise and when is it constructive? Like when is the when is when is the feedback that you're getting actually antithetical to your what you believe and the message that you're trying to share and the intentionality behind uh, the things that you say on air versus when is this coming from a place of wow I can actually see what they're saying this has some validity it's not it, it's it's not contrasting my creed or what I believe as a creative as much as it is just kind of expanding. And, um, and trying to create more nuance and trying to help you to look at something. So I think that's a hard thing to do, but self-reflection I think is key here. And just thinking about like what it is that you're trying to deliver, who it is that's delivering the feedback, how they're delivering the feedback, and if it strikes you as something that's just completely against your core, or if it's something that, that you feel like could actually expand your work and make you a better podcaster. Yes, that's a good clinician. So I'm not going to do a clinician answer. So I'm going to do a normal answer. So that's a good clinician answer. So one, there's certain, it depends on what your podcast is about, but certain things are just facts. So like a lot of the stuff that we talk about, we talk about research studies that have been done with minorities. We talk about past and present things. Like I work at Hopkins, so Hopkins stuff comes up all the time. So certain things are just published facts. So if you have someone who's kind of negating facts, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, I mean, the citation is here though. So I'm not really going to argue with that. And also... I just come from a perspective just with dealing with mental health and talking to a lot of people about mental health. Some stuff you just gotta be like, who cares? Like, I, I don't, I don't, like if you're not gonna be productive, you're gonna just attack me. I don't know you, we're not going to coffee after this. Like you just, some people are just, some people, you get more out of arguments sometimes, right? Like some people just want someone to engage with them. So from a psych perspective, I always think of, and the, the worst thing about being a clinician is that you really can't get mad at anyone because you always think there's like, oh, well, he's upset, he probably has some childhood trauma, or oh, something happened, he probably just broke up. So you can't really be upset. It's too understanding. It's coming from another place. It's exhausting. There's always more. There's always it's more. so annoying. So most of the time, I'm just like, oh, well, this, this is terrible. They wrote this terrible comment. Oh my gosh, this is probably the only amount of engagement they had today was to start an argument. They're probably miserable. So, or like, oh, this is the only way they know how to connect with people. They probably don't understand, like, that they're not being receptive, so poor them for calling me trash. Like, there's just no way to just be angry because it's, everyone has a reason why they're acting that way. Some people, for real, that the only engagement they have are like their YouTube comments, and the only time they're gonna get a response is not when you say they're amazing, it's when you say they suck. So some people just, that's the only way they get to reach out to people. So I'm just like, oh, poor you, I'm so sorry, you think I suck, I think I'm amazing. Um, and I'm not gonna like engage with it, but also realizing like what you're putting out is, some things are facts, some things are, are your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. Everyone doesn't have to agree with it. The same way we disagree, there's a difference between a disagreement and an argument. Like I'm not gonna argue with you. If you don't agree with me, okay, good to know. I'm not gonna take that home with me in my whole life. Like you're not paying my bills, so it's not like, the end of the world, we're still going to come out next week with another opinion you probably don't want to hear. Tune in. 
it'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, that's pretty much my school of things. Yeah. <laughs> there's gonna be times where it's like, okay, maybe the audio wasn't this way, or wow, that was something that we didn't know, so we can like, you know, update that in a future show. Mm -hmm. But it's gonna be right. definitely the people, especially in the social media age, who are just gonna be mad just to be mad. Yeah, some people are mad. And you just gotta be there like, you know what, okay. Well, I like whatever, whatever. Well, you gave me a download for my staff, so thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate that. that. <laughs> well, like Raquel like was saying, like I do think, like being being psychologists, like uh, yeah, you do tell yourself like empathic stories. It's exhausting. But I like a, a reasons why like people do some of the things that they do because when you get to know someone well enough, you know there's there's something softer behind an action. But at the same time, I reserve the right to be angry and to not let you like take up space in my mind. You know, it, because that's. I, and, and I and I feel like that is important, actually. That we that you can sometimes be angry and just decide like this is not this is not for me. I don't have to listen to this or take it in. And again, like if it's something about like your feet, like the the audio or technically like how things are being uh, heard or received. Like we have people sometimes say like, hey, actually uh, this episode was this number. Thank you so much for telling me that. I really appreciate it. Let me uh, let me fix that right away. Yeah, yeah, like so somebody said, like, oh, your gains in the, in the beginning suck. I was like, cool, how do we fix that? And then they told us how to fix it. So we could have been like, you suck. But they were just like, okay, well, I mean, we just started this, so can you tell us how to fix it? And then we fixed it. So it was like, cool, cool, cool. Is there any way to correct it? Yeah, so I think sometimes we can get caught up in terms of more the negative side of things than the good that is being done. Because there are times we'll get some stuff on this year, like, well, dang, I just wasted my whole damn week doing this thing. People get yeah. like another bit of feedback where just they're like, thank you for having this or talking about this or playing this, and it just like kept me focused during the nine to five when it was crazy or whatever. Or just like, okay, well, learn. That's cool. And I think for multiple people of different types of backgrounds and audiences, sometimes we need to embrace that positive a bit more than the other side. Yeah, that's the biggest focus on mental health. And a lot of times, like even with when we're working, when I've been working with patients with anxiety, so with anxiety or depression, it's very easy to key on to like your negative thoughts, which you really shouldn't believe every single thing you think. I'm pretty sure we all think some pretty random stuff that doesn't make it accurate. They're also called, they're called maladaptive cognitions. So when individuals have like mental health disorders, you have the propensity to focus on the negative thoughts. But it's like, well, what if we try to, and it takes time, to like challenge those thoughts to be like, how accurate is this? How helpful is this? Has this happened before? If this does happen, like, okay, so how do I deal with it? And those are issues with mental health. Those are coping skills that you can learn every single day. But you can also try to try to focus on the good thoughts. Like some people have, like it's called a negative attribution bias. So you have like 10 positives, you get one negative, and then you just ruminate all those negatives forever. Everybody does that, but it really works. It really helps with coping skills or to see a clinician or even just to read up on how to challenge those thoughts. And with me, when crazy stuff comes up, like is this helpful is it true if the worst case scenario happens like how am i going to handle it like we all survived our worst days so i mean you can figure out how you're going to handle it but the automatic thoughts just come in and no one really challenges them you just hear that something and you just think you're going to be awful and then you just accept that instead of just thinking like well am i really going to be awful it's like when you think in, in um extremes nothing is always or nothing is ever or never like the only thing i am always is like black like that's it like that's the only thing I live legit always am. So I can't always be terrible. Also can't always be amazing. Like it's just there, there's there's 
real dangers in speaking in extremes. You're never always something or never something. There's just a balance. Just to piggyback on that, not only do you not have to believe everything that, that you think, and you kind of like hinted at this, not everything you think is going to be 100% true and accurate. Because a lot of our thoughts are completely automatic. We don't voluntarily think everything. Yeah, I can think I'm Beyonce. I'm not Beyonce. You know, like you can think like, oh, I can sing so great. And it's like, no, that's enough. So we have thoughts all the time that aren't actually 100% true, but they happen so automatically that they're stripped from the context in which the thought was based in. And so you lack some of the information to fill in the thought. So you, you just have a thought, like say, like, I'm not going to do as well. It's like, well, that, that's not the whole story. First, you don't know that because you're telling the future. Secondly, maybe you've done well in the past. So how about, I don't know how I'm going to do, but I've done well in the past, right? Like that's, but we have thoughts all the time that are like not, com not really complete and they're stripped from their context. And so these are kind of things that we end up talking about, I think. I'm not sure how we got onto this, but this, this is how I know, we we're really long with it, yeah. It's I'm a about problem. To say, Our episodes are legit only 45 minutes, though. I'm about to say, you're in a podcasting world. Everybody's <laughs> going to be well, talkative along with that. That's, that's part of the cool. Sometimes, sometimes go to an hour. Yeah, yeah, because Justin doesn't, yeah. doesn't bring it on down. Now, uh, you know, we can end up talking for quite some time because any more podcasters and yeah. is a really good combo, but we're going to be end up getting into the uh, munch mode and everything, so we want to be able to open up the floor a little sure. bit to questions. some questions. And I think one of the things that we should touch base on really quickly before we go on ahead and do that is for people who are want to start off a podcast right now, because DC Podcast does have a lot of people who might be either interested in the podcast, they might have recorded their first one or two, and they might be nervous about, well, dang, dude, you know, all these folks sound like they've been doing it forever, and they're totally cool, and they're totally straight, and they have no problems, which is a falsehood. Don't, oh. let, don't let all of our confidence precede you. It came from experience <laughs> and whatnot. Um, what would be some of the um, biggest encouragements that you would give for people to get into and to continue doing podcasting? Because the tech side is cool. We all know there's all these servers and stuff like What's like that thing that should keep people on the up and up in terms of continuing doing a podcast and having their voices go on ahead and be heard? Because ultimately, that is the thing about this medium is having diversity of not just people in their background, but diversity of content. I, I feel like it's just like Nike, like just do it. Like you really need your, your voices out there. I think that um, especially with marginalized or minority populations, our voices are not out there. Um, and as someone who works with children or works with adolescents, like representation really, really matters when it comes to development of um, anyone getting into a career system. Like think about how many people think that they can be like the president now just because they saw a black man or that picture of the little boy who just wanted to know if Barack Obama's hair felt like his. Like I feel like there need to be more voices out here diversity wise, like racial um, diversity and even education diversity. Like I, like we're come from an education aspect, but educated aspect, most of the stuff we say is just, is just random like conversation about stuff. Or also just like, with um, sexual orientation, like th there needs to be more voices out there because a lot of people don't feel connected. Like when I'm working with patients, a lot of people feel like no one understands them. And I'll have like 10 patients and they're all going through the same thing and I'm like, man, I wish I could introduce you. That's unethical though. But like it's just so many people feel isolated and alone. Like that's the issue. Um, and I think there's a lot of resources. There's a um, podcast group and this is only for women. I'm sorry. Well, not sorry, but like it's Women of Color um, podcast group and it's amazing. Like we, I started off there and you just post a question and they answer everything with resources, with websites and it started because there was that Spotify sound up boot camp 
that you have like 100,000 applicants for eight positions, and then the women were like, oh, so what are we gonna do about this? We're gonna start a group and we're gonna do what we wanna do about this, because we get stuff done. And it's just, it's amazing. Like review swaps, um, uh, finding co-hosts, uh, finding um, speakers, there are um, resources for monetizing, there are like weekly meetups, and we're all across the country, and there's some international members too, so it's like just find the resources and realize like there's a lot of people starting off. We've only been doing it for five months. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of resources out there. So just look, because you can start off with like microphones. You can start off with just recording on your phone and using your earbuds that came with your phone and editing and all the free software like Audacity. Like it doesn't take that much, but your voices should get out there because there's someone who can identify it with it. Absolutely. And I'll, and I'll just say really quickly that um, feel nervous, feel scared, feel anxious, and do it anyway. Like lean into it, right? The more the more that you avoid, the, more, the harder it will become to start. Literally, that's what stokes stress and anxiety is avoidance. And the longer you avoid, you know it's something you want to do. You feel like you have like something burning inside you that you want to get out. It's it's scary. Lean into it and, and do it anyway. There is somebody who needs to hear what you have to say. There's somebody like you that you don't know that needs to hear it. And the other thing is that because it is it is web based, right? Like. It, it stays there and then people use it as a reference and come back to it. Like a lot of our old episodes obviously have the, the highest number of downloads. I'm sure this works the same for everybody because people go back and look at it, right? So if you think about it, if you really if you really think about it, like at one, if you were to um, kind of transition that into the real world, your, your stats uh, via web downloads, and just think about what, what, what would it have been like to like just speak to a room of 50 people, mm -hmm. a room of 100 people, a room of 200, 300, 400, you know, like that's that's a big deal. So someone is here, like there are large numbers of people that will inevitably hear your voice as you continue to grow. So I would just say, feel the stress, lean into it, do it anyway. If you have a voice and you're passionate about something, there's someone that needs to uh, relate to you on that passion. And if you don't want to hear the comments, turn off the comments. You can turn off the comments on everything. You can turn off the comments on YouTube. You can turn off the comments on Instagram. It's like just turn off the comments and just put your stuff out there. The, the mute button is mute. so lovely on social media some yeah. days. We just don't like, and I don't got to hear from you. Yeah, it's your, your podcast. You're the voice that matters. Mute them if you're worried that there's going to be a problem. And um, I definitely will agree with that. I think ultimately in terms of this field, um, we're still growing. There's still a lot that's going on. And we can all literally go ahead and be a part of that growth. Like, I came up during the period where it was just there, like, I had to learn what an RSS feed is. Y'all don't got to do that no more, <laughs> you know? We can listen to podcasts via the phone and all other um, types yeah. of ways. And you can always give it a try. I mean, I know a lot of these um, podcast um, servers now literally have a, do a free trial. Try this thing out for a little bit, see where it goes. You can always climb up if that's what you want to do. And of course, come towards it's not your thing. It might be somebody else's thing. Yeah. And stuff can go ahead and grow and move on. So I think ultimately, with podcasting, we're going to get diversity with the more people who want to get in there. And this literally had their voices to be heard. Like, you know, we're all black folks on this podcast, but we all don't represent all of black America. All the few, you know, white folks are in there don't represent all of white America, so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. When you have more facets of people, personalities and things coming at us, we're going to be able to hear more voices and, you know, learn more about each other. And in the best way, you know, be able to have this thing grow and, you know, hopefully be able to grow within that on our own. And yeah, I'm smelling this delicious food going on. I'm not gonna block people from that soon. But um, I wish we could get into things more, but definitely feel free to talk to us. We're all gonna be out here throughout the day here at DC Podfest. I definitely thank Jennifer Crawford and all the lovely staff for having us again to be here. And we got a few minutes to have some questions being asked if we were able to touch base on certain things. And I see some hands up already, which is dope.
Okay. While I go back there, I just wanted to add two cents, too. So I'm about to launch a Spanish show. So if any of you speak other languages, like, we can lift that up, too. I know um, not all of my Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters understand even what a podcast is yet. Like, it hasn't gotten out everywhere, but they will. If they can get on YouTube, they can learn how to listen to the radio online. You know what I mean? So I'm getting it out there. And so just let's keep in touch with each other and find ways to lift up more voices all over the world. Hi, my name is Danielle Hawk, and I'm the host of When Women Lead Change. It's a podcast for women in organizations that are leading large-scale change efforts, transformations. And so my question actually is uh, related to the Spotify contest. Like, I submitted my name for that. And so what was interesting about it is that because I knew so little about the podcasting field, um, I didn't understand um, there were there were these... Um, I don't want to call them barriers, but there is that uh, funding part of it and sponsorship um, that is slightly um, or a little skewed toward my audience and so, or type of podcast host. Um, I guess I want to hear your opinions or thoughts about that, um, kind of like that business side of it, if that makes sense. Um, that makes sense. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say from my experience, like usually if you hear some of these podcasts, you hear like Blue Apron and all that type of stuff, right? Like how do they talk space do it? Like get talk space, get Squarespace, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah. Um, I think from my experience, a lot of stuff in terms of sponsorship, if you are aiming for that in business wise, A, get a few episodes under your belt first so you'll be able to show folks um, you know, how you're doing and that you have a that is I think it's almost more of a dedicated audience thing than having tons of numbers at the beginning because people want to know that you have a consistent amount of people who check you out and do that. Now, if you end up having a million listeners plus that, that's great, that's awesome, but do that first and then I would almost say go more local for sponsors or for like more niche things, like if your podcast sets up certain things, like your podcast would be, I think, almost more in the business lane. Like, you know, contact some organizations who are about that. Like, I would say you can like spaces like here right now who does like, you know, office space rentals and things and um, other folks and then grow from there because once you get that core amount of people and you're able to pull up those stats and everything, everything else comes into play. And then if you just want to get like your listeners to support, I mean, Patreon is cool, the occasional PayPal is cool, but there's people who at time I'm just there like, wow, my car broke down, how am I going to pay for this? Next thing I know, I got a PayPal donation from somebody like, I checked out your show, I dug it, here to spare $50. That, I think there's also the aspect too of with what you do. If you already have a business that's happening with that, talk about that you do a podcast as well. There are gonna be people who wanna, you know, hop on board with that aspect as well. Like it's all gonna be a growing process, but I would think start from that court and everything's gonna grow and expand from there. Yeah, I'd also say like um you can also start by uh shopping yourself around to other organizations stuff like that. So like creating a media kit if you don't already have one, like Adobe Spark is a great way to do that. And we um got some things by just reaching out to people also like we just started so um i'm kind of from the just the aspect of um it depends on what your goal is but i really just like the 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 possibility of reaching out to minorities um and helping them understand like you're not alone and like you can reach out to clinicians and stuff like that so like maybe one day we'll be coming to the business side of it but like just being clinicians we kind of do we're at the point where we really just like getting our voice out there and really like having individuals be receptive to like anxiety and depression and, and and getting some type of education piece. Um, so we probably gonna be broke for a minute. Like that's, we're not gonna make any money. Like, have you thought about alliances or partnerships or relationships right. with podcasters that don't look like you, but somehow can broaden your audience? 
No. Right. Uh, right. So I mean, that's no, I, not yet. I mean, not yet. I, I'm really, we're really trying to establish our brand, and I kind of feel like we're still figuring out who we are. Okay. Um, and I just bringing somebody else in there. Um, and also, just because it, just because we are more in the minority aspect, um, and this is just like a personal thing, I'm, I'm really about like the whole bringing up with like a, a black owned aspect of it. I really like the fact that we will be able to control our own dialogue. Um, oh, no, I'm not yeah. talking about someone coming in and taking and being a part of your like content and development. I'm just talking about how do, how do you get your message to audiences that may not look like you. Oh, yeah, we're on like everything. So that's what, that's what yeah. I was just Yeah, everyone can tune in. I mean, we're on we're on like Stitcher, Spotify, Radiotopia, all that. Uh, one of our first questions was from a, a white male who wanted to know how does he connect more with diverse audience and stuff like that. So they can always tune in. And like, we're not saying like, you know, just, you know, I mean, just black, Black Friday is an anti way. We're not saying that way. We're, we're always receptive. We're, we're kind of, we always voice things in the things in the concern of like, we are minorities, but also like, we shouldn't be the only ones listening to this because I, we really want everyone to understand the daily struggles we go through when we have microaggressions, the daily struggles we go through when you made a, a new friend and you're afraid of like a racial comment and how to respond or, or everything that we go through every single day being a minority. It's like the fear of like having. A black guy with a hoodie. Justin had a hoodie on and like a scully the other day, and I was scared out of my mind when he came to the, to record. I was like, "What is wrong with you?" We're She's like scared for my safety. We're right? for safety, and like we opened up with that. I was like, "This man." Like, and it doesn't matter if you're educated professional. Like, just being able to talk about like these are general fears. Like, we respectability politics are not a thing. So everyone should listen to it. It shouldn't just be minorities. We want to be understood by everyone. This is a dialogue from not just just uh, minority or black professionals, educated professionals who still are uh, still concerned that my, my co-host is gonna have an issue walking down the street in a scully and, a, and it's still a problem. But in a, uh, in a, in like a, <laughs> a hat and a hoodie, it scared the crap out of me, y'all. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know, side note, you can't really assume who is checking you out. No, and I think that's like really an interesting thing because um, politically we are very on the left on my show, but we dj for the Marine Corps Marathon for the past five years. And they research y'all and check you out, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, like people aren't playing games when they do certain stuff. We work at DC State Fair and do DJ for some period of time. We'll, we'll have those people that are like, y'all are very opinionated, but you do great stuff. So we would like for you to be down. So I would say don't necessarily have that facet, you know, get you terribly worried because I think ultimately when you have the people who you are meant to work with, and I think that's a big thing. The people who you're meant to work with are gonna check you out, regardless of their background, be that like, this looks great, can we talk a bit? And then ultimately you're gonna check them out and see what they're about and yeah. decide if the exchange is worth the while in terms of money, promotion, et cetera, that's not having you water down what you're trying to do or sell out, you know, so. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really grateful for you on this particular uh, question because you're a little bit further along than us yeah. in, in uh, like reaching diverse audiences, but we are, I, I think where we are with it is trying to figure out like uh, what other spaces would welcome us rather than who we should welcome. Like what other spaces should welcome us and how we can market to them. And uh, so we, we're thinking about like organizations that would be open to have us, uh, college campuses that would appreciate our message. Uh, so that's kind of that's kind of been our approach uh, to growing and expanding and getting our word out to multiple communities and multiple audiences. Yeah, because you really just as clinicians, you really just want to help. Like you really just want to get the info out there. Uh, so anyone who will have us, we're just receptive to that. As long as they're not trying to dilute our stuff, though. Right. It's gonna be Black Friday either way. 
Like, please don't dilute the individual or group that you are. I think that's going to be a big thing in regards to keeping diversity real beyond that. Oh, here's some black people. It's like, no, here's some black people who believe A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, there's plenty of black people don't believe in the same stuff that we believe in. We disagree all the time. Yeah. I mean, co-hosts can disagree with themselves. So, you know, I've yelled at my co-hosts plenty of times. We always go back and then we had Thanksgiving dinner with my mom afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Raquel yells at me about once in a while. Often. And that little comment I want to change. You were talking about that women of color group. Yes. There's also a Facebook group called She Podcasts for women podcasters, and I found it to be a nice group to just also ask my questions in and a community of women who all believe in each other. And then locally, we have a DC podcaster community Facebook group, and we occasionally have meetups and things like that. So again, this is a resource for diversifying the people in our own podcasting community and learning from each other that way too. So I want to encourage you to connect with those folks too. Yes, and is that about it? Um, just I look at the time now because I don't want to run over y'all's schedule. We are at 12, 13, so unless folks want to put in like maybe one extra question yeah. before it's time to serve food. Okay. So I love this discussion. Uh, podcasting has changed my life. I think the more people we get into podcasting is great. Uh, I'm a fan. I'll be listening to your show now. I actually really enjoy this dialogue. But I'm curious. Uh, what's up? We might have been yeah, I, yeah. I'm, curious, I'm curious beyond just minority as a podcaster, when you're minority listeners, what's the roadblock for minority listeners sharing your podcast with other minorities? What is, are they confused on what podcasting is? Is it the app? Is it they don't know enough podcasts that they would listen to? What's the response you get when you say, hey, I'm doing a podcast, you should listen to it? I'm curious what that response is, because that would help someone like me educating people on the power of podcasting. I feel like everybody knows about it, because almost everyone I know listens to The Read, um, and that's a podcast. So it's really, it's, um, it's, uh, and I'll, I explain it to my parents. It's like, it's the AM, it's the same as that AM station you listen to all the time, but interesting. So just like, um, like, a, just a, like a real, cause they listen to some crazy boring stuff. So like, so just like a 40 minute, um, conversation about a certain topic. And when I'm introducing it to them, I introduce like the, the, the ones that I listen to a lot, like the read or like ear hustle, which is an amazing podcast uh, with the, the men of like San Quentin prison and stuff like that. So I introduced them to like, oh, you ever want to hear like a narrative? Um, this is a narrative from individuals talking about a certain topic. There's um, also, there's a lot of storytelling ones. So that gets a lot of people into it. Um, it's, it's something like serial and um, stuff like that. So I kind of just introduced those. Like, it's just a, it's just a TV show which you're not seeing people. And a lot of podcasts are recorded video now. Like they're on YouTube too. So I just introduced this. Like, it's just a dialogue about something. Like the, the radio station is, is pretty awful lately. So like, how about you? learn something while you go on your commute. I often introduce it as a commute thing. Because most of them are like 30 to 45 right. minutes and everyone's in traffic, especially right. in this area. So like you can be a little bit more productive. It's the same thing as like doing Audible. Everybody likes Audible lately, like audio books. So it's just like, just something to do on your commute and learn something new and, and hear different, um, uh, what are they called? Dialogues from people that you probably would never meet because there's a lot of international ones, like you mentioned, different languages, and these are people that you may never meet in real life. Like I'm never going to meet them in the San Quentin prison, but like hearing their stories is amazing and how they got there. So you get to have diversity, and if you don't have time to read a book, you can listen to these different aspects. It's the same thing to me. Yeah, I think the big yeah. Just to say really quickly, uh, yeah, most most people are familiar with podcasting as a whole, but they may not necessarily know how to access different platforms. So we actually were. We strategically like try to put our our uh, content on the platforms that we know people use a lot. So like iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, like all of those all of those different ones. So the, the biggest barrier I think is just people having the platform where your podcast 
Yeah. Where they can access your podcast. Especially if you're an Android user. Yeah. Right. I was like, can you find us on your phone? You don't have iTunes podcast on your phone? No, because it's an Android. I just want to say Android bullying is real. I'm getting threatened to get kicked out of group chats because of how it, like, that green bubble is disgusting. Yeah. So yeah, so there's also I think I think you can Google it, but you also have to make sure your um, podcast is Android friendly because some of them aren't. Yeah. Um, so some of them, uh, some people don't have iTunes because they don't have iTunes. So they'll you'll, they'll use Overcast or something like that, and that submission process is easy. But a lot of people have Apple Podcasts. So you also have to make sure your um, your uh, podcast is um, Android friendly for those like ten people who have an Android. I would definitely say entry point wise, it's a lot easier now than before in terms of recommending different podcasts. Like back in the day, it was just like I had to give people like about five stuff. People ain't trying to go for five stuff in terms of all the other life stuff that they have. Um, I just think it depends on the individual. Like luckily, there's so much that's out there now. Like if you know somebody's into like true crime, I can recommend a whole bunch of true crime stuff. Like I know the Aaron Hernandez series. There's a lot of good sports podcasts too for guys. So like, I, I feel like most most of the people who listen to them are women. But I like, I actually got my husband to listen to some just by doing like, oh, there are people yeah. talking about the game that you watch and the the show that you watch about the game you just watched. Lots of good life music ones yeah. out there right now. Like, I mean, I felt like the oldest person in the world when Smith and Wesson was on Tiny Desk on NPR about a month or two ago, I was still like, wow, I am touching 40 right around the corner. That's yeah. lovely. But um, yeah, I would say do that point because if people even hear one episode that they're interested in in a particular thing, they're going to start delving into other stuff. And luckily, things like Spotify have embraced a lot of people now or whatever else. You'll get all those extra side recommendations. And then I think for people who might still be on the cusp of, I heard a podcast, but I'm not necessarily thinking about it as something that I might be interested in, much less involved in. When you see that there's more stuff out there, I just think that's an extra encouragement for people to at least go ahead and give it a try. So um, I would definitely do that. There's more and more programs out now. Like we talk about Spotify Bootcamp. Yeah. There's a lot more programs that are happening right now in terms of getting people working with folks who either have audio experience or not. Like I was a part of a um, podcast with the Jupiter Saloon Project. And I just applied for that because I got heard about it through a newsletter. And um, I met people who I would never would have met who work for like NPR, The Ringer. So yeah. we all like work together for a weekend making up a whole crazy project. Now that's a whole other thing people got under their belt. So um, yeah, I want to say put the stuff out there and be there like, you can do this too. Because whether they like something or they're just like, this, this is horrible. Well, if you think this is horrible, try do something better. new. Next yeah. thing you know, we got a new podcast out there that somebody else who's never heard this before yeah. can get involved in. Yeah, or if they said they had a podcast and they were like, oh, I can't find anything that I'd be interested in. That's like, that shows that there's a gap in the whole podcast yeah. aspect and you can just say that. There's a, there's so many different uh, categories. You'd be like, all right, so what do you watch on TV? I can find you a podcast that does the same thing. That's a different aspect of it. Or if they can't find anything, be like, why don't you just start a podcast about it since there's no one there to do it? Yeah. Like, there are literally botany podcasts out. Botany. Well, I'm just like, who will listen to that? Apparently, mad people who are in the botany. So, you find a place. On Dave Jackson's show, I remember he said that somebody put on Facebook, what are your hobbies? And everybody just mentioned what their hobbies were. And every time they had a hobby, they were like, here's a podcast for you. Here's a podcast for you. Whether it's playing clarinet or this or that. So, you guys, let's give Mary, Justin, and Raquel a hand. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you after lunch back in this space. Thanks, everybody.
You can listen to the Fusebox radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Attic, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, Twitter at Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, and Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio. Feel free to contact us at FuseboxRadio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration, 